the morning huddle is to get us through today with the least resistance to make us most efficient. And when everybody on the team knows what's going on and why, teams become more productive. And so if we get together and we're talking about this or that, everybody's eating their cornflakes and their muffin and drinking their Starbucks without a purpose, without taking notes or not being involved, then it tends to be that eye roll that you mentioned, Katie, and teams don't move forward. And most staff don't look forward to it because in their mind, it's only about the numbers. And it's really not. It's numbers are part of it, but it's really about who do we need to care for and what is the care that needs to be delivered. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to another episode of Growth and Dentistry. I'm Katie Polson, and we are very lucky to be starting off another series of, you know, solving problems. That's what we kind of want to do here at Dental Until. That's our, that's our, that's our bread and butter is solving problems with solutions. And today we're going to talk about, or I guess today and the next three episodes are going to be on morning huddle or actually the best 15 minutes of your day. And with that catchy little tagline to us, it means the best 15 minutes means morning huddle. And oftentimes we bring up morning huddle, we get an eye roll here, there, and a lot of loss of interest. And the concept of morning huddle, if done consistently, is we believe the one task that will change the growth and culture of your practice the most. But before we, and we don't want you to take our word for it. That's why we brought the wonderful Kelly Schwartz on to our podcast today. And I'll have him here. Welcome. I'm going to have him introduce himself and tell a little bit about how he got into dentistry. Could I, cause I don't know this story. And I'm, and those of you that don't, don't know Kelly, uh, that'll be a good opportunity for you to get to know him a little bit better. So. Sure. Well, thank you, Katie. Um, I've been in dentistry since 1993. I was a corporate trainer and coach for a fortune 500 company, uh, Marriott hotels actually. And my role with them was to go into different hotels uh, that were opening, like the Atlanta Marquis, the Marriott World Center, Marriott Desert Springs, and several others. And I would train new hires on corporate culture, as well as consistency and systems. One of the gentlemen that was a trainer with me, uh, that worked for me, actually his brother-in-law was based out of Provo, Utah. And they had a dental consulting firm and their company was growing. So they hired me to become part of that consistency and bringing on new clients, new dentists, and then training coaches how to be consistent in their training. So we started our company in 1993 when I left the previous company. And Anna and I, my wife and partner, have worked with over 750 general dental practices nationwide since then. So we help them put in systems and use tools like DI to make their practice more productive, less stressful, and more profitable. So that's kind of our backstory. Yeah, I like it. And you've been at it for a while and you've helped a lot of people and you're a good, wonderful partner of of us at Dental Intel. So, and those of you, you might have caught Kelly before on this podcast. So why do you, let's go back to our topic of morning huddle or the best 15 minutes of the day. Why do you think that morning huddle is downplayed so much when we, when it gets brought up or, you know, <laughs> I, I think part of the, I think part of the culture of the practices is not clarified. In other words, the morning huddle doesn't really have a purpose. And a lot of times it's more of the doctor or a key person on the team 
talking at the team instead of using the team involvement. So when we study our practices, we know that the teams that have uh, the, one of the common denominators of our most successful teams are teams that have morning huddle. They have dental intel, they have great systems, and morning huddle is part of one of those systems. So when you huddle and everyone understands their role and how they contribute, it is much more productive, but everybody has to have a purpose and understand their role. Now it is monotonous. Like for example, my wife loves getting up and taking five showers a day. Every day you need to take a shower or you stink, right? Uh, some people look at it as a necessary evil. You know, it's a habit that needs to be formed, sterilizing instruments, turning the room, uh, being friendly, polite, and courteous. There's days where you don't want to be friendly, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the morning huddle is one of those things that we have found is necessary not to solve all the problems of the practice or to talk about what happened on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last night. <laughs> the morning huddle is to get us through today with the least resistance to make us most efficient. And when everybody on the team knows what's going on and why, teams become more productive. And so if we get together and we're talking about this or that, everybody's eating their cornflakes and their muffin and drinking their Starbucks without a purpose, without taking notes or not being involved, then it tends to be that eye roll that you mentioned, Katie, and teams don't move forward. And most staff don't look forward to it because in their mind, it's only about the numbers. And it's really not. It's numbers are part of it, but it's really about who do we need to care for and what is the care that needs to be delivered? Yeah. I love that. It's not only about the numbers and also, and I would add, and tell me what you think about this, but when you were talking, I was thinking about maintenance, like your car maintenance, but we deal, I'm as a hygienist, I deal with maintenance. That was my job is maintenance, right? Yeah. Maintaining people's per periodontal health or helping them be better. And that, and that's what we expect from our, from our patients as a hygienist. Was it, you know, is it sometimes boring to do the same cleaning over and over again? Yeah. But is it vital? Absolutely. Sure. It's absolutely sure. important. And so I love that. I love that um, analogy that you kind of helped me see that it really is. Uh, it really is. And, and it's hard to be consistent because it is maintenance, just like and, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even like when you mentioned going to the oil change, uh, most of these like quick, quick lubes or jiffy lubes, whatever they are, they have about a 15 point checks. You know, here's, we did this, we did the air filter, we checked our uh, tire pressure, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure everything's covered. Um, when a pilot gets on a plane, they know how to fly, but they have a checklist of all the things they do. The flight attendants have a checklist. Well, a dental practice healthcare provider should have a checklist that we've got everything taken care of and it needs to. And, and again, you know, kind of talk about what we are talking with the monotony. One of the challenges or one of the mistakes I see sometimes practices will make is they try to solve everything that really is a monthly meeting or a quarterly meeting in the morning huddle or mm, teams, yeah. are not, teams are not being lifted up for the successes they had yesterday or even sometimes not even given a challenge to meet today. So let's say, for example, we have a goal of $5,000 and we have 4,800 on the books, challenging the team to find that extra 200 to meet the goal but it also means providing someone else with care that they might walk out otherwise without having or yeah. challenging the front desk to fill openings in the next couple of days. Getting your team again involved in that whole process is part of the success of a morning huddle. 
But teams do need to be held accountable and they need to know what their role is in the morning huddle. You know, we use dental intel as a guideline for our 10 points that I'm willing to share that we use in a morning huddle as well. Yeah. So let's get into that because we want to know kind of drive. We've kind of figured out why it could be downplayed or forgotten. Um, And if you kind of switch your mindset into more of a maintenance and it's not only about numbers, it's more about, you know, giving people the care that you need. Let's talk about why huddles are so important then. Well, it's really, as I have on the screen here, starting the day with a plan, you know, the football season coming into, into an ending with the Super Bowl coming up. And, you know, I like to make fun of my wife because she's a big Cowboys fan, but <laughs> you know, the purpose of the huddle is not to win the game. The purple purpose of the huddle is to move the ball, the five, 10 yards needed to get the first down or to score, whatever it may be. And when everybody gets together, they all know their assignment in the success of that play. They're not talking about what happened in the first half or what they're doing next week. They're talking about what is the next play. And when you look at a team that huddles, when do they huddle? Well, the majority of the time they're winning, controlling the clock, controlling the tempo and calling the plays. The team that runs the no huddle is usually scrambling. Somebody misses their play. And then as you see, the quarterback gets crushed. Uh, They're in a hurry up, if you will, because they're losing. And so here again, teams that huddle tend to win more than those that run no huddle altogether. Mm. But that's, you know, that's our take on it anyway. And yeah, I like, and not that, I mean, my husband, if he ever listens to this podcast, which he won't because (laughs) it's a dumb podcast and the guy sells rags. So, but like, (laughs) he'll be like, you're talking football, but really like, also the huddle is you're talking about what happened up until that, just before that. Right. And it's the same thing with with the morning huddle. You're talking about the day before and how you can, and how you can approve for the next play for the next day. It's like, how do we, how do we accomplish our next play? You know, and and, and again, if the hygienist doesn't know or understand their part in case acceptance or the front desk doesn't know who to collect the money from, or the assistant doesn't know who to ask a referral of, Little things like that can cause you to fail and cause the practice to slide back if, if not for a day, a week, or maybe even a month. And so everybody on the team plays a role to the success of getting through the day productively and with less stress. Yeah, I love that. It's a great, so, great analogy. So we, you know, we're, of course, huge fans of dental intel and it pulls so much information for us. Some of it's NDI, some of it is not, but I have 11 points that we make sure we cover at the morning huddle and everybody knows their role. You know, the first thing we want to do is celebrate. Did we make, or are we going to make goal today? And if not, by how much? And and did we make goal yesterday? So we can celebrate and say, great, great job. And then we're looking, are we going to make goal for the rest of the week? What's the dollar scheduled for the next five working days? So, you know, today being Monday, we'd want to know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe even Monday on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, but the next five working days, whatever it may be. Another thing that we want to know is we want to know as a team, when is our first, what we call productive versus non-productive appointment. So productive might be where could we put a crown, a bridge, unlay veneer implant, a quadrant of dentistry. Non-productive is basically all other, or I should say less productive. And the why behind that is important to the team. So if I tell doc, um, And I tell you, Katie, as a hygienist, hey, our next available crown opening is in two weeks and our next filling is in a month. 
But the doctor walks in the room and says to the patient needing a filling, let's get you in as soon as possible. And the patient who wants as soon as possible can't get in the next day or two, they're ticked off. Yeah. So by knowing- you've had, Yeah, you've set the expectation to whenever, like whatever there as soon as possible is to them, which could be tomorrow. Or yeah. next year. And I didn't mean yeah. that either, right? Yeah. I tell someone who needs yeah. a crown, let's get you in as soon as possible. And it's not bothering them. They want to wait forever. Right. So by knowing that time frame, as a doctor, I can say, you know, Katie, I know I'm scheduling two to three weeks out for a crown, don't be con- or for a filling, but don't be concerned. Let's get you in no later than three weeks. Or Katie, you've got a cracked fractured tooth that we agreed upon. Like to see you no later than next week. It gives a definitive time frame, but it's important for the whole team to know that. Now, in hygiene, for example, if we have openings today, tomorrow, or the next. That's kind of an all hands on deck to jump into dental intel and start helping the front desk when we're not needing to with a patient on filling that schedule for the next three days. Now, if hygiene booked out two to three weeks with the exception of new patients, then it's not as much of an urgency. But here again, the team needs to know that like fourth down in inches or fourth down in a mile in a football mm-hmm. game, right? So if I know the front desk tells me, hey, we have openings in hygiene tomorrow and the next day, and we had one cancellation this morning, then I know when I've got downtime, I should help out. But if the front desk says, hey, our next opening for hygiene is not for three weeks, then I can focus on other areas on the practice that day. The other thing we want to know as a team is when can we get our next new patient in or SRP? You know, new patients, as you know, is a lifeblood to the practice. We should be able to get them in within eight working days. And if not, why not? So we, we set up blocking. Scaling and root planing. As you know, Katie, you just told me I have a disease. I need scaling and root planing, but you can't get me in for three months because hygiene's full. Well, I don't want to wait three months to get my disease under control. So we set a plan, but the whole team being aware and knowing this helps prevent problems when the patient hits the desk. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing we like to know, you know, who and where can we see emergencies today on the doctor's side or the hygiene side and at what time? Here again, I do not have to interrupt the doctor during the day because we've already designated spots in the schedule. I like to ask my assistants, you know, where in today's schedule can we put emergencies, if not the hour before lunch or the last hour of the day? Because I like to do emergencies right before lunch or at the end of the day so that if we put them first thing in the morning, we could run late all morning, right? Yeah. If we put them right after lunch, we got two patients scheduled and then we run late all afternoon. So having a plan and strategy of where we're going to put emergencies, but the assistants know where the doctor's going to end early or, or run long. And so does the hygienist. Hygienist might be able to say, well, you know, I have an opening at 10 o'clock and this person doesn't need x-rays, et cetera. We could pop a patient in the chair here and take care of an emergency as long as the emergency's diagnostics, not diagnostics and treatment. Yeah. I love, can we pause on this for just a second? Cause sure. I've, you know, working in dentistry for as long as I have, there's, you know, sometimes even in the back of your mind, you've got something going on in your life, right? And you don't have it on the calendar or the schedule, right? The front, de- the front off, the front office team, they can't read your mind, right? And so um, you've got an emergency that gets slight slid in there when maybe you were planning on getting out early or vice versa, right? Like you, you had time and just having this conversation ahead of time, allows them to not make guesses based off of, and then also you're not disappointed or frustrated that a patient is put somewhere where maybe you didn't want them to be put. And then you kind of got this like kind of 
grumpy attitude all day about it, right? It gives you more control over your schedule when sometimes you feel like you don't have control. Right. On that note too, it's not necessarily a topic item, but you know, if you're going to need to leave early or are okay to stay late, those are all great, great things to talk about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one little side note that we do is we have designated days that an assistant will stay late if needed. So when we see a patient, if I have to put them in at four or four 30, the assistant knows Monday and Wednesday's her late day. Anna knows Tuesday and Thursday's her late day. So as a doctor, I don't feel guilty of making a staff stay a little longer. It's their designated day and they can train, but it allows me to hustle and get that little extra if we need to, to take care of somebody. That's really nice. I like that just because that, I mean, also as, you know, as a team member, it's hard, like so many times it was inevitable is if I had something that I had to be home for at five fifteen, five twenty, I was going to be late that day. I just knew it because sure. it's like Murphy's law or something, you know? So I love that you assigned that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And even, you know, to this point last week, I was in an office where the new patients couldn't get in for almost three weeks. And we just simply said to the hygienist, which one of you would be willing to stay late and on what days if it were for a new patient, new patient only. And we were able to open up five openings in the next three weeks for new patients. Or stealing or cleaning. There were certain, right. And there, because there were certain days that mm-hmm. some of the hygienists, when simply asked, were able to help out. And then there were yeah. days that weren't, and that was fine. But we were able to get five new patients or scaling and root planings in. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. Okay. So, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. So number four is, you know, who's new to our practice? And dental intel is great. It shows who the new patient is and at what time. And again, as part of the whole procedure, we like to be able to get new patients in within eight days. But knowing what time they're coming in and perhaps where they came from is really important, but we want to make sure that we're on time for that new patient. That's, you know, first impression. So important. The reception area is picked up and cleaned. The restroom's been cleaned and sprayed. So it's nice and fresh and that everybody is there to really recognize this is somebody who's never been to our practice. Uh, We want to make a great first impression. Another area, number five, you know, who asked for referrals the previous day or handed out business cards? Word of mouth is the most successful tool for getting new patients, yet it's not asked. So nine out of 10 times when I'm training a team and I'm in their location, I'll ask the question, who yesterday asked for a referral or a review of the experience or made a, or asked a patient to post on Facebook, anything of that nature? And nine out of 10 times, it might be one person on the entire team that asked one person. Most of the time, it's nobody. And so when it's nobody, I simply say, Katie, if you ask no one, you got what you asked for. And that is nothing. You're not going to get a referral unless we know patients uh, are going to, they know that we're looking for new patients that are quality and great like you. So it's really important to, in our opinion, to grow a practice is simply hold teams accountable for what's expected. Now, when you were a hygienist, did I have to ask you to sterilize instruments and wipe down chairs between patients? Did I have to ask you to, you know, do a professional cleaning? No, those are expected. Well, if we expect our team to ask for reviews, ask for referrals, make positive comments, you know, if you were in my chair and you said, oh man, I just love coming. You guys are so thorough. I might pull out my phone and ask, can I do a quick video and post this on Facebook with your permission? Have them sign a little sheet. I, here I got my post of how awesome we are for the day. And that becomes a way of growing our practice with 
just being aware in the morning huddle. Yeah. I love that. That's just such a good idea. And it really is a team effort. I mean, I ran social or social media marketing for, you know, a, a while in my practice. And that's what I do here at Dental Intel's in marketing. And um, it really is an every single person in the practice responsibility to get what we call customer proofs or patient proofs of you, of your practice of, of why you are so great. Cause it can't just be the person that runs your Facebook. It can't just be the person that runs your Instagram because most, more than likely those people are, you know, they might not even be, um, customer. They might not be patient facing. Right. And so it's impossible to get that information when you're not the one talking to the patient. And so I love that you hold them accountable to that. It's great. And and again, it's not something that everybody necessarily feels comfortable or doing. And we role play it. You know, we practice all these different script. Yeah. Going back, going back to football as an example, you know, these are guys in the pros and going into the NFL that have been playing football since they were 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. They practice four or five days a week to play one game for 12 or 14 weeks. Well, in dentistry, we're playing games every day, meaning it's live. It's seeing patients. But we never take the time to practice what it takes to be successful. And it's a mistake is that you have to train on these things, work on these things, improve these things to make it work. You know, this weekend up to this point, uh, one of my clients did a testimonial. If you go to our uh, Facebook page, Schwartz Consulting Group on Facebook or Schwartz Consulting, I think it is, you know, we did a little testimony of a a doctor I've worked with for 15, 16 years and just posted up there to let people know, hey, here's what people think of us, why we've been with them. And that's just what other doctors, you know, come to you for because it's a word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. It's a word of mouth marketing and it's, this it's practice, the most successful. Yeah. yeah. This practice takes great care of their people. Mm-hmm. So number six is who are we seeing today that still needs treatment or is not yet scheduled? Again, Dental Intel is awesome at this. You know, we have a system where we use Dental Intel for anybody who has presented new or old treatment. And if they don't schedule, we make sure that it's really important that they're followed up on. Now, Katie, I'm going to ask you a trick question. I don't know if you remember this from one of our earlier webinars, but what's the number one reason people leave a practice? Do you remember? Oh, man. <laughs> so oh. The, the answer is lack of indifference or caring by the doctor's staff, mm. i.e. no follow-up. So if you're in my chair and I tell you, Katie, you know, do you want to save this tooth, prevent it from breaking, getting fracturing, getting worse? Do you want to save time, money, discomfort? You say yes. I come up front for some reason you don't schedule and I don't follow up with you. It's not that important. So you don't worry about it. Or if I don't follow up with you on a regular basis for recall, you know, your hygiene appointment, then you think it's not important. If you cancel and I say, well, okay, call us when you're ready. It's not important. So we want to make sure when someone is shared with that they need work and or treatment, that there's a follow-up made to get that patient invited back. And again, the follow-up, is to let them know we care. Because we care, we hope they'll schedule the work. The follow-up's not like, hey, Katie, do you want to schedule that crown? No, the follow-up it's... is, Katie, we're worried that tooth could break or fracture. Does that worry you? Yes. Well, would you like to get that scheduled this week or next? Yeah. So we make and sure- I love that we, I think we assume that we're going to remember or, or even like not even calling, but like as a hygienist, I would use, I use follow-ups. I used our, the morning huddle. Um, and I actually use the app, actually the dental Intel app the day before. And I've spoken about this before, but I would just look to see what treatment was on the treatment plan that had not been done. And I would just have that a conversation with them 
Um, and, but I did it in the morning and I would spend the time to do that. And, and it's not that and it wasn't purposeful that we forgot to talk about, you know, the two crowns on the front that the patient asked for six years ago, because they were aesthetic, you know, it wasn't on purpose. It's just, it's just, you get into this routine of, of maybe not following up. And so when I changed that, uh, so many more people said, Hey, yeah, I want to do that. I forgot that we were going to do that. You know? Well, and again, you know, I kind of combined six and seven here. So seven is really for people who walk out the door and didn't schedule, which yeah. I want to let you know, and I want the doctor to know. But six is who is coming in today that still needs treatment that's not scheduled. Now, to what you were saying, Katie, this is also for the doctor's benefit. Hey, this guy's been blitzing, so I'm going to make sure I knock him down. Well, at the morning huddle, I'm going to say, Doc, you know, Katie's coming in, and she needs a crown, two fillings, and, you know, something else. What would you like me to focus on and have an interall camera photo up? If I'm a dental assistant, Katie's coming in for one crown, but she still needs three more. Which one do you want me to talk about next? So that as an assistant or hygienist, I've got this addressed. And the front desk might even pipe in and say, you know, they still owe money or money is a concern. So we want to make sure we create value in the back. And here yeah. again is the consensus approach to line six and seven on the morning huddle that we yeah. really that we really utilize. It's really good. So then, you know, number eight are all our financial arrangements in place. You know, does the patient know how much they owe, when they're going to owe it? Do we have a signature? And we're also explaining to patients the benefits of our now with DI payments where we can, you know, send them, uh, we're going to go ahead and process your insurance and this is what we expect. But Katie, if for some reason they don't pay, we can send you a secure payment plan through DI payment and work this out with you. So we make sure they're in, in place. Um, number nine, are there any patients who canceled or no-show their appointment from the day before or going forward? And again, dental intel separates a cancellation, somebody who gave you more than 24 hours, mm -hmm. no-show, somebody who didn't. And we make sure that they're being followed up on selectively, uh, depending on the busyness of your schedule, both doctor side and hygiene. But it is something we want to make sure that we're intentional about that we're breaking the appointment or canceling the appointment properly in our practice management software so that it's getting picked up. And what I love about it and I love about DI, we can go back and look at any day, week, or month and see who those patients were and selectively pull them off and re-invite them in. Number 10 on our morning huddle, are, uh, are there any care calls, concerns, or complaints uh, that we need to be aware of? And what is our social media post going to be on Instagram or Facebook? Very intentional. Uh, we believe you should post at least three times a week, but I want to let the doctor know, hey, uh, you know, Curtis came up front, was upset because of X, Y, or Z. Or when I called Mrs. Jones, she said she was leaving our practice because we no longer take her insurance. We want to make sure the whole team knows were there any concerns or care calls that need to be made so we can prevent that patient from leaving. Yeah. If we choose to. Now, there's still patients we want to just FedEx their chart <laughs> to the next office, right? But yeah. But more times than not, we just want to make sure the doctor knows. I mean, I've been in practices where we've reviewed this and we looked through the patient's lost uh, list, you know, because DI, when we inactivate someone, it shows us. And the doctor had no, no idea that so-and-so had passed away or so-and-so that had moved. And these are all things that can we can reach out and let the... Uh, patient or the family know how much we care. Yeah. I love that. Also, I would add Google reviews. So making sure that you're keeping an audit of your Google reviews as well. Like 
when one comes up that's bad or good, but that's important to look at. Yeah. Can, yeah. And we'd like to share, yeah, yeah share mm-hmm. a positive or a negative both ways work. Yeah. And then the last thing, just a gut check. Hey, have we made sure all our clinical hours are up to date so that the data we're looking at in dental Intel is accurate by checking the hours at the end of the day or end of the week? Because mm-hmm. again, it's like pulling out the chain. Is it fourth and in inches or fourth and in a mile? And we want to just make sure that we're looking yeah. at data. And yeah. so there's basically 11 things that we cover, Katie, and all of them are designed to be covered. Our morning huddles are 10 to 15 minutes max. But the key to that is to come to the morning huddle prepared, not coming to the morning huddle getting prepared, right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times I'll see little things like up in the north where they're getting blasted by snowstorm. Mm-hmm. You know, the team comes in, they grab their hot chocolate, they take off their coats, they brush their teeth, they do all the things. Meanwhile, they've already punched in. You know, little things like doing all that first and then punching in. But when you sit down to the morning huddle, be ready to go, be prepared. Um, We do some fun little things too. Like we have each staff member pick their favorite song and we blast it through the office to kind of get that mental hype and ready to go. Mm, Uh, We like the team standing up. We have a large TV in most break rooms where we can pull dental intel up and have that as the resource. And we're using the dental intel morning huddle form along with ours to make it rock and roll. Yeah. Such, I hope that you guys took some copious notes on, on, on that, because that really was some really great information. And I love that you make it, you make it fun as well, that you add some fun element as well, because I mean, all of us know that have been doing it. It it sometimes can be a grind, right? So going in the next day from, and it changes your mindset, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's your commute, but sometimes just getting there, doing the morning huddle, spending 15 minutes, it's, it's an active mindset shift to like, okay, I'm working now. I'm not worrying about my kid at home and how they forgot their lunch or whatever. Like right now I'm working, you know? So right. I love that. Well, this has been great. Thanks Kelly so much. Um, do you have, before we let you go, I just wanted to know, um, I'm going to put you on the swap. Do you have a practice maybe that you could share that you, you, that morning huddle impacted their, their practice that you could think of? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you say that. And I was just putting some numbers together. Let me see if I can, let me pull this up real quick. Um, so we're doing a little, little analogy of the increases that some of our offices have had. And we just started pulling numbers. I think we have a hundred practice on dental Intel, but like here last year, they increased 1.7, 1.4, 756,000. These are increases over the previous year. Here's one at 1.585. And I'm not going to say it's all huddle related. That would be a mistake, but the importance of a huddle, which is a tool for the overall success and part of several systems we know a team should have, you know, we have case acceptance rates where 80% of the patients are scheduling phase one, more than 50% of the dollars are scheduling. These are pretty impressive numbers compared to national averages. And it's all tied to tools, systems, and dental intel being one of them. But um, I don't have a particular morning huddle success story other than 90% of our offices that did not have huddle are now having them. And when we ask them, how's it going? 
unilaterally, they're saying it's less stressful and they feel like they're more on top of things. Mm. Even so, that alone is, is helpful, especially in the time frame that we're living in where everybody's short staffed and things like that. Well, this sure. has been, this has been so great for those of you that are listening um, to the podcast. I would encourage you to also go to our, our website at growth or go to YouTube and watch this as well. Cause Kelly was able to share his screen for a couple of times to show and walk through those the 11 point step morning huddle suggestions. Um, so for just, just a heads up on that, and um, this has been growth in dentistry, a dental and tones podcast. Again, special thanks to our guest, Kelly Schwartz. So where can they find you if they want to find you or that, or that, um, Oh, perfect. Right there. Follow us yeah. on social on social. <laughs> yep. And, uh, if they reach out to us through any one of these, you know, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, uh, like us, our website is www.kellyschwartz.com. Um, they reach out, I'll make, and they just say, send me a huddle, you know, with their contact info. Uh, we'll be happy to send them the sample of our 11 points. Oh, great. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So you can find him, um, at kellyschwartz.com Instagram at where is Kelly Schwartz Twitter at where is Kelly YouTube at SCG Dental Consulting and in in and LinkedIn. in LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you. Gosh, I, their logo threw me for a loop, and I have it. You know, it Schwartz it, it, Consulting it, Group. Yeah, it's funny. I don't I don't have the Facebook on, but because this is the Facebook post, I just pulled up quickly. But it's uh, our Facebook page is Schwartz Consulting. Okay, and, so that's probably that's probably the easiest one or direct Facebook, Facebook or direct. Give me my okay. huddle and he'll do it for you. That's so great. Yeah. Okay, thank you again for joining me today, and thank you to our marketing department for all their work on this podcast. I'm Katie Polson. Keep growing. <laughs>